0: I walked on my moon. Elbas ain't dead.
1: You ain't going crazy. It's, it's all only in your head. head. It's all interpretation. Oh my. To find the truth, you gotta read between the lines. Dang it, Bobby. Work out your own salvation. You are the best of white people. It's hard to find If it's more than a place, it's a state of mind
0: That's not how it works That's not how any of this works Jerry, just remember It's not a line
1: If you believe it
0: You should never be allowed to talk to people
1: There is a fine line between genius and madness
0: Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together passes carrier.
1: God bless America
0: well, Mark, every once in a while, something happens in life, and you think, what was I supposed to say? It <laughs> happened yesterday. Uh-oh. When talking with my daughter, Hannah, and we were talking about a person who is mentally retarded, and something was said, and I said, well, you said the are I did. I said, um, but you... what what more do you really expect the person is mentally retarded i mean yes i said retarded but i was like okay what am i and you've got oh just triggered you know kind of thing and Mm. i'm like all right well wait a minute and i mean this i'm not trying to be old guy get off my lawn yeah what am i supposed to say when the person is retarded didn't act is mentally retarded i'm talking Yeah, I'm talking having to wear a helmet in the house, banging your head against a wall, drooling all the time. Retarded. Now, what am I supposed to call it? What am I supposed to say? I'm not saying it in a derogatory term.
1: Yeah, I'm just. Identifying. That's a whole lot lot more than using the word challenged. Yes. And that's what I asked. I and that's when, she, you know,
0: I said every word you're telling me I should use. To identify this person who is mentally retarded. I don't say it in a negative way, but every word you're telling me I should use doesn't make sense. It doesn't tell any, it doesn't say anything about what affects this individual. This individual is not able to live on her own. She cannot drive. She is old, but you know, I don't know how old she really is mentally or I don't know, but I was asking a question because I thought, well, what can we do to make it better? I special. Well, you know what? I know there's a lot of special people in the world with varying degrees of special. I, it boggles my mind that we can it reminded me of Coach Stallings uh, at Alabama when I had him on the air at uh with it, doing the Cat and Mac show back in right before you and I met. Right, yeah. And Gene Stallings was on the show. He had was the former Alabama coach at that time. He'd won a national championship a few years earlier and he's talking about his son uh, and his son had, had down syndrome. Yeah. Uh, but Gene Stallings was talking about him being a mongoloid. Mhm. I knew what that meant, okay, but I hadn't heard it he used right. uh, in my life to identify the child. Tra- well, that's yeah. what they used to refer to them as, and he yeah. still did. And he was an older gentleman at the time. I wasn't about to correct him and insult him in any way. I mean, why would I do that? I, it's he was talking about his son, and he, he I was talking lovingly about his son and was talking about him being a mongoloid. You know that, and even though I wasn't sure what, because I didn't know the history of him and, and his son in Alabama, I didn't know that. I didn't know how. And Cat West, who was a big Alabama fan, my partner at the time, she's over there just tearing up, thinking about his son, and just, I mean, it's real sweet. I just didn't mm-hmm. know the deal, you know. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. Anyway, I say all that to say, I got corrected at lunch by my own daughter saying that to me, you know, after we were in mm-hmm. court all day, and all I could think of was what we have gone so far down this liberal pinko commie yeah. thing yeah. that you can't even say, you cannot identify. Like right now with with Joe Biden, you can't say he is an old man who's actually having sundowners, which is what we tell everybody else who's outside of this world. They're they're not in total dementia yet. They're not gone yet. But he's headed that way. Mm. This report comes out. This very thick report comes out and he's got some serious. He should not be running for president. He should not be president. His mental health is not. And then what happens? He immediately bounces back and attacks the thing. And then messes up some world leader names. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know what? He got really mad when he said, I told Ronald Reagan yesterday, this is not <laughs> a fair thing. And, you know, I get it. <laughs> but that's, yeah. you know, th- this is it's the amazing. typical right wing conspiracy of Reagan and Bush and, yeah. and Gerald R. Ford. <laughs> Gerald R. Ford wants to be the president again. Wow. And just, yeah. So. His memory well, is being not, you know, we all know he's, he's, he's lost it. And we've, yeah. the fact that the Democrats really have really stood behind bad. him, pushed him out there in the forefront and act like everything's okay. Tells you exactly what they truly think about yeah. you and I, and I'm not yeah. talking about parties. here. I'm talking about the people of the United States of America for one party to be able to have this person as their, their, as the president, yeah. they are able to get half the country to say, we don't care. As long as our team, as long as we're in position of power, we don't care. Yeah. I do care. Well, they hid him right?
1: from everyone for the in all the entirety of the campaign. They yeah. hid him in his own basement. He did remote shots on cam- on video mm-hmm. from the basement. Right. His his comments to the interviewers, it was all scripted because we mm-hmm. saw right. we saw the teleprompter reflection right. in his yep. over his shoulder a couple of times. Yep. We uh uh when he did appear in public, there were a couple dozen people there. Right. Meanwhile, his opposition, his opponent Mm -hmm. is running out in public, is doing rallies all over the country, has thousands upon thousands of people showing up everywhere. Yeah. And somehow he got how many, 81 million votes? Yeah. Has somehow. No way. Out of somewhere. No, he did not. There is no way that's possible. I, I, I don't think anybody believes that's true. And I think I think we're seeing a resurgence of of opposition against him now i mean we're going to be talking about uh, about nevada the caucus yeah. in nevada here and it's that's the thing is that what's not in the print that, that i sent to you is there was a huge turnout mm-hmm. um, they a bigger than expected republican turnout for this right. caucus and that t- that tells me something yeah. that people are prepping to flood the polls in november mm-hmm. And I hope it happens. And it has kind of to be. Happens. It has to be a monumental tidal wave of support. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll we'll have. What'll happen is they will put Joe. They will put Joe Biden back in office, mm-hmm. and then hand it off to Kamala Harris. Yeah. That's what they'll do. If they don't do it before then. Yeah. And well, the caucus results then. yesterday
0: in Nevada was huge. Well, you know they mentioned the twenty fifth got mentioned yesterday with the the report coming out and the memory and all yep. that and yeah. why now. Yeah. We've had the information on Biden since before the election. You right. know, you guys waiting until now to say we got to is ridiculous because all you're going to do is you're going to reinvigorate the party. If you mm-hmm. get rid of Biden now with the 25th Amendment, you've got an election coming up in November. Yeah. Let him stay. We've only got months. You're If you use the 25th, you would rabble rouse the Democrats. They would pick Kamala Harris or whoever as their next president and they would yeah. pick them and then they would they would motivate the base. Don't let the Republicans do this to us. And there you go so let yeah. him stay for the love please let him stay he can't yeah. uh, you know what unless his shaky hand hits the wrong button in the bathroom instead of flexing the toilet he fires the bomb we're mm. okay let's yeah.
1: just keep it like this so now yeah, what they're counting on right now is a is a federal conviction of Donald Trump of yeah. some kind right. that's what they're counting on I know. because there is that element of people on the right who are who are saying I can't jo- vote for Joe Biden but I won't vote for a guy who's committed a federal crime. Yeah, and that's that's what they're counting on. And they're so even stupid though, to think like that. even it is stupid, isn't it? It's extremely stupid considering why mm. and what it's all about. And it's yep. all trumped up. It's all made up. It's all false. But they're going to try anyway, just to just to dirty the man's name. They've been doing it ever since he won. Impeach 45 ever since Mm -hmm. the beginning. At any rate, as expected, Donald Trump cruised to victory in the Nevada GOP caucus yesterday, putting him one step closer to winning his party's nomination. The Associated Press called the race for Trump at 11.05 p.m. ET last night. Uh, The former president faced no significant opposition in the contest. His sole remaining major challenger, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, opted to instead compete in a Nevada primary two days earlier that didn't award any delegates. Ms. Haley suffered an embarrassing setback when voters overwhelmingly chose none of these candidates. It's Brewster's millions, none of the above. Right. (laughs) I chose that over her in that contest. President Trump is now poised to sweep up all the state's 26 delegates. He's also uh, is entitled to at least four delegates in the U.S. Virgin Islands Caucus, held the same day as Nevada. In the Virgin Islands, he won 74% of the votes, and Ms. Haley scored about 26%. In Thursday's Nevada caucus, oh, the only other valid candidate was Ryan Binkley. Have you heard this name? I have never heard this name. <laughs> Did not know he was in the race. <laughs> and you know what? We had we had the whole corral of people at the yeah. beginning. You he would have never thought on he there. would have been. He, you know, I, I, I went and looked, and he was not there. No, he wasn't. He's a Texas businessman whose presidential run is barely registered. He uh, earned less than 1% of the votes in last month's GOP nominating contest in both Iowa and New Hampshire. In two prior contests, the Associated Press rapidly called the race for President Trump in Iowa on January 10th and New Hampshire on January 23rd. Nevada's unusual primary and caucus situation occurred because the state GOP, Refused to recognize the state's new presidential preference primary. Democrat lawmakers instituted that format under a new law. They were trying to do something. See. Wow. Uh, but the uh, state Republican Party stuck with its time honored caucuses, meetings where residents gathered to discuss the presidential hopefuls and vote for their favorite. Mm. Yeah. So the Democrats tried to change the way it worked in their state, right. and the Republicans said, no. And Trump comes out ahead. <laughs> what gets me is is that Nikki Haley coming out <laughs> losing to none of the above. Wow. <laughs> it just kills me. And the story's a couple of days old now, so most everybody yeah. knows it happened, but it's still. I mean, it's still. I mean I'm scrolling down to that, so I've got that in the stack here too. After eighty-six percent of the ballots were tallied in that, in that primary. None of these candidates had 63% of the vote over Haley's 31%. And uh, Mike Pence, who had actually dropped out of the race, got 4% of the vote. The guy's not even in the race and he got 4%. Wow. Yeah. So with the results, Haley became the first presidential candidate to lose a race to none of these candidates since the option became a requirement in 1975 under Nevada law for primary elections for president and statewide offices. Wow. It's 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 a huge loss. Now, they're blowing it off and she's saying, oh, it was all rigged for Donald Trump. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It was all rigged, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to do that because Lord knows he wouldn't win. <laughs> <laughs> God love her. Bless her heart. Yeah. Time to pack your bags and go home, hon. Rigged. You know, it's amazing how they'll
0: say, you know, that uh, they have no problem saying it was rigged for Donald Trump in a caucus situation like this, yeah. but they can't say they can't speak the truth about the presidential election out loud. You know, Mm-hmm. no problem with saying he it was rigged for him, but when they actually did steal an election, yo, don't talk about that. Right. You do that, that's federal crime. We're going to accuse you of something uh, you might never be able to, you might never be able to use the bathroom toilet paper again. That's, we're (laughs) we're taking it all away. It's all done.
1: (laughs) Unbelievable. It is amazing how timid the Republican Party happens to be. Always. Always. Uh, Leave it to the Republicans. I mean, look, you've got Donald Trump with these huge margins. Everybody's, everybody wants him to be the candidate Well, on the Republican side, the people want him to be the candidate. They don't want these other people. And uh, it doesn't matter what qualifications or not they may or may not have. They want Donald Trump to be the next nominee. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's amazing to me that the guys who are already in office have a lot of trouble standing up and rallying behind this guy. Some people have, you know the the newer people who are breaking the mold of traditional right. Republican politics; those guys are all standing up, and men and women, I should say. But these people who are, um, they're rank, they're, I'm I'm trying to remember the the terminology here. But the guys who who are just in the mix and they're part of the program and. They've always been there. And it seems like they're never going to leave yeah, those the guys. You, you know, the, well, the you know, rhinos, establishment, Republic, Republicans. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. The establishment Republicans are all like, Hmm, yep. nope, don't want to rock that boat. But I'm comfortable. I like is, it the way things are. But the thing is, Mark,
0: politicians ought not be party first. They should be people first. American people. Look, yeah. you're a party because you believe, you know, you, you have this organization behind you. We've always done this as people. we so we seek out other like-minded individuals that we can sort with and plan with. And that's how we do things. But I don't see how the Democrats and the Republicans are so busy fighting themselves that they can't even look and see the American people are suffering from high food costs. Our food costs are out of control. We've mm-hmm. got, we've got issues with illegal immigration causing problems in the workforce. That's been going on for half a century, or longer than that. And It's just one of the illegal immigration problems become huge when you have a political party trying to blow the system wide open with all these illegal people and letting them vote. You know, when you start allowing illegal aliens to get a driver's license, which is an official ID, and then using that official ID in other states to become documented without ever being a documented American, they could be over here doing any number of things, but they weren't from here. They have no stake in this land. And that's where I, I have a real problem with that. We have people in California right now, illegal aliens, that are using the same address to get a driver's license. When I say yeah. same address, you have 100, 200 people using 1708 St. James Place, Placentia, California, as their residence. It's a home. It's actually a home I, I lived in as a child. But that address can, because there's no verification, it's against a lot of verify mm-hmm. in California. You can't verify if somebody's who they say, okay, you got to believe you. You know, it's just ridiculous. So they use this address. And there you go, get a driver's license. You're an illegal alien, have no proof you were ever, you know, yeah, we'll give it to you, sure. And that's, you know, and that the problem is if you ever try to do it the right way, you know, we've got people really coming to the United States of America, they're willing to do it the right way. You know, they're from educated parts of the country that, you know, have a career and they just are looking for opportunity in the U.S. and they don't want to break the law to get here. They want to do it the right way and it takes years. Mm. It takes a long time to become a legal citizen of the United States takes time, but you know what? Arnold Schwarzenegger did it. He became a United States citizen, and what happened? The guy was governor of California. He's a worldwide movie star. He married a Kennedy for crying out loud, (laughs) and he's a Republican somewhat, and then he messed up his entire life by having sex with an ugly maid wow. Was she not, you know what? When there used to be this song, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, make sure you marry an ugly girl as you take an ugly girl as your wife and make an ugly girl woman, your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, dude. I mean, bowling ball. shoe ugly. That woman. Wow. That's, you know what? That woman was so ugly. That's why she got the gig. It's like, because they're interviewing and go, Oh, she's so ugly. Yeah. We'll hire her. She can be the maid. And he still has sex with her. You know, that just shows you he's an animal. But anyway, so, my bottom line is we have people that want to be in positions of power but they don't care about the who the what the power has you know what it does hmm. you don't do it for the power you do it because you're representing people each position is representing of something yeah. the house their that is the people's house each one of us has a representative in there there's 435 of them you and i have one not the same one but we've got one you can call your rep i can call my rep if we have something that is of interest to us. Something we have passion about, we should be able to call them and they can get support. Now, if it's that, that's, that's the connection, you know, with the, the degrees of separation that that's where our first one is in politics. you mm. each member of the house has access to somebody higher up. Yeah. The Senate, they're supposed to report to the state. They're not, they, they, I don't know. Actually, you know what? They don't represent the state. They run national elections. Now they're just another part of the national fabric of politic political crap. Yes. They don't, uh, until we change that, 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 that house you be gotten rid of. There ain't appointed. No point yeah. in it. They just serve six years.
1: Yeah. They, we've got to repeal that. Otherwise the money from California, from LA and New York is buying right. your senators, uh, yep. votes and that's and that doesn't mean anything. What did they yeah. do that's different than the house?
0: Nothing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway. Well, so at least we've got some people, a few people with some backbone in the house who are saying no to the Senate, which is yeah. kind of important. There's yeah. supposed to be checks and balances there. There and, aren't. not as many as there are when Obama
0: was president for eight years, we knew it was done Biden for four done. The only way we have any hope and Mark, you mentioned it a minute ago is there has to be a tsunami of votes. The only way Trump's going to win. I think he won the last election by a landslide. I just think that this one has to be so big that it can overwhelm because Biden, I don't know how many, but I don't know. I I know people voted for him. I know there Mm -hmm. are people that are that corrupt in their soul. And have, yeah. you know, they, they would vote the same people that supported Fetterman, mm. you know?
1: Yeah. They're not voting
0: for anybody.
1: <laughs> Who actually is turning out to be a bit more conservative than they all yeah. said he was. Isn't that funny? <laughs> it, it is kind of funny. Well, <laughs> I think he's,
0: I I think he's conservative because whatever he's, the stroke did to him, that yeah. now he's, he's, he, he's kind of separated from the party now.
1: It fried the, it fried the
0: leftist part of his brain
1: is what it did. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think it just made him have to take a step back and actually now he's waking up going, nah, I, I almost died. Yeah. I'm still in power. Okay. Yeah,
1: I'm not going that way anymore.
0: That's why I'm wearing a sweatsuit. In the, I'm wearing a sweatsuit in the Senate. I don't care. He showed care. up at
1: some formal political event wearing a sweatsuit with a tuxedo yep. printed on the front. I know. It's a tuxedo <laughs> shirt, man. You got to love
0: it. I'm like... You go for it, Fetterman. I mean, I just, if he could do a if he would just show up and, you know what, Mark, if the guy would show up in flip flops and not shave I'm, and grow a over, I might be on his team. I might be Team Fetterman. <laughs>
1: There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City. Spatula City. A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And because we eliminate the middleman, we can sell all our spatulas factory direct to you. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City. Spatula City. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Don't forget, they make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with a gift of a spatula? Spatula City! Spatula City!
0: Hello, this is Cy Greenbloom, president of Spatula City. I like their spatulas so much, I bought the company.
1: Spatula City, seven locations. We're in the yellow pages under Spatulas. Spatula City, we sell
0: Spatulas. And that's all. Yeah, uh, Mark and Mac uh, podcast. We appreciate y'all. Apple's Vision Pro is a triumph of technology and a disaster for the human race. Mark, <laughs> whenever I see a story about Apple's vision for the future, you know? Yeah. I always wonder, well, what is the vision? Wh- what is this going to do? What
1: is what is Apple's Vision Pro? You know what um, it is? It's, yeah, it's uh, it's a set of r- virtual reality goggles. Basically, mm-hmm. it's what it is. Okay. <gasps> but you see the whole world through it. I mean, yeah. you, it's got cameras and everything, so you still see everything the way you would normally see. You wear what it all the s- time? Yeah, and there are people who are wearing it on the subway in New York. They're driving their cars with it on. They're, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really weird. It's, it's a whole new, I think it's going to be a whole new category of, of uh, uh, tickets from the police. <laughs> it's bad enough that you're on your cell phone now you've got this thing strapped to your head and you're driving your car. That's ridiculous. You really should, you really should look up some videos because there's been a bunch of them over the last few days yeah. of people that are doing bizarre things. Um, one of the best that I saw, the funniest one that I've seen so far, was Casey Neistat, the filmmaker right. in New York City. He decides what he's going to do for a gag is he's just going to walk around New York City all day wearing yeah. the Vision Pro headset just to get the reaction. And it is kind of funny. Everybody's staring at him. People look at him and, you know, and, and he's, you know, he can see him. And they're all staring at him. You can see him and the reactions people get and people ask him questions. And it's kind of funny. It really is seeing him going through the subway stations and stuff, wearing these big goggles on his head. Right. And then at the end of it, he's like, you know, I started this as a gag, but it hit me at some point during the day that this is the future of computing. You know, having something like this, but not not the big old gang, big old headset yeah. on your head, but more like a pair of Ray-Bans or something like that mm-hmm. that shows all that to you while you're wearing them. That's, he said, that's the, that's the future of it. That'll be it. You'll be able to see everything right in front of your eyes. And if you like, if you want to send somebody a message, you see the little icon up in the corner of the screen, you reach up with your finger and you tap in the air on the icon and then you type on a keyboard that's not there but it's in your, it's in your vision. You can see it and you type out your message on the keyboard and hit send, which is what you can do with the vision pro headset. You can actually send somebody messages, email, things like that. And a keyboard pops up on the screen that your hands will float in. It floats behind your hands and you type on in the air and you can send messages that way. You can watch movies. You can do all manner of things with them, but it's just one more geeky, weird thing for people to latch on to it's going to do weird things to our, our world around us. I think,
0: you know, at least in the movie, uh, uh, ready player Player. one. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they actually had to, you know, plan to go in. They didn't, they didn't wear the goggles all the time. They only wore them when they went into that place, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, (laughs) <laughs> you know, part of me says, you don't want anything to do with this. This is Satan. This is 666. And the other one goes, yeah, I got to try this. That's what it's like to watch a movie, walking around, eating and everything else. You know, I got to yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of confusing. I'm trying to see, you know, in, in that movie, Ready Player One. Yeah which had been on HBO Cinemax. Now it's on Netflix. You know how they swap those out now. Time? It's crazy. Yeah. You, know, you get used to watching all the episodes of young Sheldon on Netflix or on HBO. And then all of a sudden they're gone from hobo and they're over here on Netflix. And there you right. go. Yeah. If you just get those two subscription services, boom. And then what yeah. hobo does is they flip you around. All of a sudden, one day you find out your, none of your HBO stuff works. It's all now Cinemax because yeah. they're promoting that brand. Yeah, it's and so max now, yeah. Yes. Now you got to log into max yeah. and yeah. HBO is a secondary thing. I don't, I don't want that. I never have like Max. I have I want my hobo, you know? Well you already had and I actually made the mistake of asking about that with them, you know. I'm like, but none of my hobo stuff works. Yes, it does. It's just labeled Max. Yes, I know that. But I want my hobo, my app on, you know, I want my hobo off. I want you
1: off my lawn
0: now. Pretty much.
1: I just but I don't want
0: Cinemax. If I wanted Cinemax, I would have bought it. Look, the only reason I even have Cinemax is because it came with my hobo. I can't buy hobo without the Max. And yes, sir, but we're rebranding and letting people know Cinemax is its own. No, you're not because my hobo is still right there, but I want my hobo up front. It didn't work, Mark. I still have to use Cinemax. Bless your heart.
1: Yeah. Now they've got a flag on your account when this guy calls. Just go ahead and get a a cup of coffee.
0: (laughs) I am that. You know what, Mark? I have become that guy that when I get that call where I, you know, on on the, uh, I don't know if it does this on every phone, but on my iPhone, it tells me that this is probably a scam call, you know? Yeah. And uh, when I get those, if I have a moment, I answer it. And they're always, you know, as they start their script, and start talking, I'm like, I'm at work. I'm I'm working. If you're calling me during business hours, I'm working. Yes. You know, I don't have time. And so I will actually talk to them like that. I'm like, yeah, uh, they, you know, it starts off with that. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. They start on the script and you can tell yeah. English is not their first language. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, excuse me. What color shoes do you have on? <laughs> I'm just curious. Where'd you go to school? Well, you're bothering me in my business day. I'm going to bother you during your business day, so tell me. That's funny. I know, and I've started talking to them, and then, or I do the crazy guy. Why you call me? Why you call me now? I'm working. Why you bother me? I don't have time for this. Somebody, somebody go find this man.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, oh. I saw the uh, suggestion one time that if you get the... This was back before everybody had cell phones. It was everybody's phone was on the wall, you know, and said, if the telemarketer calls, (laughs) hand it, hand the phone to a five-year-old and tell him it's Santa. (laughs) Oh God. I love that.
0: (laughs) That, That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, What's the next thing we can do, Mark, to really mess with uh, the whole party system?
1: Well, there are states that are trying to kick Trump off the ballot. Yeah. Colorado's one of them. Mm -hmm. They have made it all the way to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And they had a very much not good, very bad day at the Supreme yeah. Court yesterday. <laughs> a majority of the Supreme Court justices cast doubt on Colorado's authority to exclude Donald Trump from the Republican primary ballot over his challenge to the 2020 election outcomes after widespread allegations of voter fraud and election irregularities. And I might add those accurate those accusations are spreading. More and more of that stuff is coming to light, and more and more people are getting angry about it. A key point of contention was the potential for states to have different conclusions about a candidate's eligibility, as well as the possibility of uh, retaliatory actions by states to exclude a different candidate from their ballot even justices from the liberal wing of the court expressed concern about this. Justice Elena Kagan, for example, asked why a single state can determine who is president of the United States. It seems quite extraordinary, doesn't it? She said. <laughs> Justice Katanji Brown Jackson, whom Joe Biden nominated, wow. questioned why the authors of the 14th Amendment, quote, would have designed a system that could result in the interim disuniformity in this way, where we have elections pending and different states suddenly saying, you're eligible. Oh, you're not. End quote. <laughs> Experts seem to agree that the Supreme Court will likely rule in Trump's favor. Um, Derek Muller, he's an election law expert at Notre Dame Law School, told CNN, the justices seemed concerned that one state could affect the entire presidential election process and that there needed to be some guidance from Congress before such an extraordinary measure could be taken. The court seemed inclined to let the political process play out. Mm-hmm. Um, He went on to say it's not surprising to see the justices express discomfort with the proposition that the United States Supreme Court should wade into a factual and legal mire like this. But it was somewhat surprising that there seemed to be consensus around the theory that states could not do this without congressional legislation. That's because there is law in place that says that's what has to happen. (laughs) (laughs) But the real nail in the coffin of Colorado's case came from Justice Brett Kavanaugh while questioning attorney Jason Murray quote, some of the rhetoric of your position, I don't think it is your position. uh, Some of the rhetoric of your position seems to suggest unless the states can do this, no one can prevent insurrectionists from holding federal office. But obviously, Congress has enacted statutes, including one still in effect, Section 2383 of Title 18 prohibits insurrection. It's a federal criminal statute. And if you're convicted of that, you are shall be disqualified from holding any office. And so there is a federal statute on the books, but President Trump has not been charged with that. Mm -hmm. Kavanaugh's point is spot on. Donald Trump has never been on trial or convicted of sedition or participating in an insurrection. How can anyone justify a single state unilaterally bypassing due process, declaring someone guilty of a crime, and using that as the pretext for removing them from the ballot? Now in Colorado's case, they're they're using the outcome of the commission. You know the January sixth commission. Yeah. that whole thing was stacked. They ignored all the right. video evidence. They ignored. You know they wouldn't let the uh, it <laughs> it witnesses who disagreed with their position testify. Right. They, that whole yeah. dog and pony show. They're using it wasn't the outcome a of the trial. That.
0: It was a commission. It was not a trial. It had no, and by the way, nothing, the commission decided affected anybody anywhere, anytime for any reason or cost any money or no jail time. No, nothing came out. It was just, you know what? They could have written it on Sherman. It would have meant less.
1: It was millions of dollars wasted on a, on a show. That's all it was. It was just a show to them, to drum up left, left wing support. That's all it was. And a lot of people are convinced, oh, well, they judged him guilty. No, they had no power to judge him in any way, shape, or form. All they had the power to do was to rake him through the mud and accuse him of things. That's all they could do. And that won't hold up in court, as we found out. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, as long as the, uh, I mean, the
0: Supreme Court, one can only hope they do their job. That's yeah. that's it. You know, and if the if the Supreme court fails to do its job and falls along party lines, I'm going to be really, really disappointed and upset. I've seen it happen so many times before, yeah. but this is big. This goes beyond that. This goes down to the fact that if you don't like a guy as a person, not guy being the you uni, know, unisex term, but if you don't like a person who is president and you don't like how he's been elected, he or she, you can scream impeach 45 before they even take office and then challenge them at every step. They cannot be the, you know, they cannot lead the government. And when they leave office, you do everything you can to damage them more. Uh, that attack is going to prevent good people from running for office because why would they bother? Mm-hmm. Why would they bother to let people who are not, I'm sick and tired of people who have been unsuccessful in life that became successful as a politician because of the color of their skin or the area they mm-hmm. represent. Yeah, that get yeah. in there and stay in there and protect it and scream things, impeach forty-five, and can't think a daggone island is going to tip over. You know things like that <laughs> that these people get in <laughs> positions of power and yeah. stay there, and then create havoc for the rest of us, I'm done with them. I'm tired mm-hmm. of it. I believe our food costs are crazy because of the Democrats. Our gas prices, we know, are crazy because of the Democrats. And I'm sick of that. Yeah. They want to hurt the American people, so we become dependent on them. Government, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, here's another government handout. Here's another government handout. Here's another... guy. Go- because if you're dependent on government, you don't, you're don't. you not dependent on God. And mm-hmm. the first thing communism has to do, get rid of God. Yeah, We are your God. I am your God. This is mm-hmm. it. You don't need... You know what? You don't need God and you don't need the old nice guy in the sky. You need me here. Mm. You want food on your plate? That nice guy in the sky ain't going to put it there. I will. I'm going to give you a card. Now, I know it costs $10 for a loaf of bread, but you know what? I'm going to put that on this card. So now you've got $2,000 a month to spend on food. Here it is. Mm. The guy in the sky didn't do it. I did.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is that that is exactly what they want. They want people dependent on the system yep. because they want the system to go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. They want it to fail. Uh, go study the Cloward and Piven process, yeah. you, you, what they've put yeah. in, in, into play a long, long time ago. The process is that you overwhelm the system so that it breaks down so that, so that the left can step up and say, see, we told you that capitalism was a bad system and it was going to hurt everybody, yeah. and now it has. So we need to replace yeah. it. And this is, and capitalism is the only, really the only system, social system, which has raised people out of poverty around the world. The only one. The rest of them all make people dependent. Capitalism hmm. makes people independent. Right. And tyrants don't like independent people. <laughs> yeah. They want to rule over people. And that's what we're looking at. When you look at the, the difference between the left and the right, the left wants to rule over you. The right wants you to be independent and to rule your own life to rule your own world. You know, whenever I see,
0: huh? Just seeing the,
1: the idea, um,
0: that there was this meme I had, it was a a picture It had Biden on one side and it had Herman Cain on the other. And it had like the Democrat, you know, and the white guy said, you know, this guy thinks that minority, that a a black person can't do anything without him helping. You know, they can't get, Mm -hmm. they can't get a, and a yeah. picture ID without the white guy helping him. Meanwhile, this this black successful guy says, "I don't need Whitey's help." You know, it's like, <laughs> but the black guy's the racist, and you know, the yeah. white liberal is. I'm tired of that. The projection. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm Tom. sick of yeah. it, man. It's just look. You know what? Whether you're rich or poor, no matter. And growing up poor in this country doesn't mean you're stuck there. It's a choice. You know, I I seen it in my life. I seen it in every. If you just if you want to be successful, go out and do something, man. You know, what was the guy, the money guy, the radio guy, Dave, um, Ramsey. Thank you. Dave Ramsey, you know, people would uh, get out of debt and they'd make a big, you know, I followed your The, all he did was say, stop spending more than you make. Mm -hmm. If you need more money to, you know, pay down your debt to get out of debt, get a second job. I mean, it's not a lifestyle choice. It is a temporary choice to solve a solution that can take away your life. So for the next five years, you're going to work two jobs and you use that second job to pay down this crazy mm-hmm. credit card debt you got in college. Yeah. Yep. At the end of that time, you'll take all that money you made at that secondary job and you'll, ha- you'll have paid off all of your debt and your house now will be halfway paid off. And, you know, it that his whole thing about being out of debt it's not brain surgery. It actually makes perfectly good sense. Mm -hmm. And yet we have actually heard people claim that he is nuts, you know, that he's wrong because he claims, because you know what? The financial planners and things like that make things more difficult. Politicians make things more difficult so that they, it's like, you don't understand it. You, you just don't understand how this works, Mark. And so you're going to have to let me
1: handle it. And so if you ever hear somebody in politics tell you, you don't understand how something works, vote for their opponent <laughs> because wow. that's, you know, that's the answer.
0: And I, I used yeah. to believe that Mark, I used to really, because I was stupid and young and I thought I trust these people. Why mm. would I not trust somebody who, Oh, they're the experts. Yes. Why would or I not know trust experts. them? You know what? And, Yeah. <laughs> because we see videos of them now in Congress saying things like, uh, general, aren't you afraid the island <laughs> might tip over? We put too many people on there. The, what, sir? <laughs> It'll tip over, it capsize The
1: island will capsize Yeah (laughs) Yeah, Let's put him in In case you're wondering about that This is an island That at its Widest level Is what, 12 miles From shore to shore They try to make this a joke, but you see how he explains this Yes uh, uh, I think he was drunk actually uh, really? I think he was serious. I think he was sober uh, as the
0: day is long. I think he's that stupid, man.
1: Uh, <laughs> between one shore and the other. Is that correct? Uh, I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but... I wish uh, we had video. Point. Sir, I think Guam is a small island. <laughs> uh, small island. I pulled is that, it up. I'm watching uh, Hank Johnson four, right guy now. The grinning. You know, the guy's got to be like, miles. you can't be serious. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's thinking. <laughs> four miles
0: long, See, Hank Johnson's miles going to this long miles. explanation. about how big it is, the dimensions of the island. He's really, he's studied this, man. He's got his proof
1: right there. He's got it on the paper in front of him, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not a joke. The thing is, is that his staff, they believed it. Mm -hmm. You know, they all have a staff, and somebody wrote this for him. He didn't write it. He handed it here. I'm prepping you for this committee meeting. Here you go.
1: Do you happen to know? I don't have that figure with me, sir. I can certainly (laughs) supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my my fear is is. that the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over (laughs) and and capsize. Uh, We don't anticipate that. You know... Uh. He's been reelected since this happened,
0: yes. you know. <laughs> because he said it was a joke. Just kidding. Oh, yeah, right. But the thing is, uh, listen yeah. to that. The reason that we play the entire buildup to that is because it's not a joke. He's not yeah. making a joke. It's not a punchline. He actually identifies the size, the dimensions, yeah. the population. You know, he's laying out the, he is laying, he's building his case, laying it out in front for everybody to see, and then hits it. Here's the truth. It's going to, aren't you afraid it's going to capsize if we keep doing, really? <laughs> That's what you're I, the, the fact that they didn't call him out right then is a really. Are you?
1: Go home, you're drunk.
0: Excuse um, me, sir, but <laughs> you're now. You know what? There's a six-year-old typing stuff in for this Disney animatronic guy to be you, and that's what this has got to be. This is the original <laughs> test for Biden and and Fetterman. That's what yikes. it was. Uh, yikes! Is right, but the thing is, Mark, you said he's been elected since then. Yeah, there's plenty of that was. going on. I used to yeah. think they were smarter than us or better than us. They're not. They're worse. Yeah. These yeah. are the worst dregs. And when I read Burt Reynolds' uh, autobiography, the first one, or second, first one he wrote about him and James Brown after they made the movie 100, 100 Rifles or whatever it was, it was think about it. Jim Brown and Raquel Welch. It was the first on-screen love scene between an interracial love scene in a movie. Oh, okay. First uh, on-screen kiss between uh, the races was on Star Trek between Uhura and, and Kirk. But in the movies, Raquel Welch and Jim Brown, it was a year after he had uh, retired from the NFL at the age of 30, having never missed a game due to injury unbelievable stay if you ever want to know about this day look at jim brown i used to think jim brown was one of these crazy activists you know because yeah i don't his playing days were over before i became you know really old enough to get into football and stuff but yeah. jim brown was an activist he did follow his heart he left the game as the all-time leading rusher in the nfl and never missed a start from being injured and he was he, he if you ever get a chance to see his hands had these huge huge hands and you could see how scarred up they were from the cleat marks from guys, you know, some Hall of Fame guys on defense that tried to ruin him, you know, yeah. because he was black. Yeah. Anyway, but Jim Brown leaves the game at thirty, and, as the all-time leading rusher, and goes into the movies, and that was the first movie he made was with wow. Raquel okay. Welch and Burt Reynolds, and uh, in the late sixties. And anyway, yeah, in Burt's book, he talked about, it. you know, he's a big fan of Jim Brown because Burt did play college ball at Florida State. A lot of people know that but he also realized that, you know, there's a big difference between being an all, uh, all state football player playing in college and, and playing in the NFL, you know, yeah. there's a big difference. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, it, it's a great, great story in there about him. But he talked about b- going to Washington as a promotion for the film and that this cocktail thing, you know, for them and, they get down this whole, the whole group of guys go, they go down to greet them, you know, and all these politicians basically are reciting the same three by five card that they've been given, you yeah. know, on each yeah. of these people. They're old. These are, and he was talking about, these are, these are the politicians names that, you know, even though you don't know what they actually do, you know, that they're that popular and famous for yeah. being leaders. Yeah. And he said that Jim Brown, you know, he, that at first Bert, you know, Bert grew up kind of poor, you know, his dad was a sheriff in Florida and all that. And, Bert talked about how flattering it is that these guys knew who he was. He was like, wow, because he'd been on Gunsmoke and he'd been on, you know. And anyway, and he's just really caught up in it. And yeah. and James can, Brown can see that. And he said, man, they all got the same card. They're all going to say the same thing. They don't know who we are. He said, and he, that was the thing. Jim Brown was saying, they don't know who I am. I'm just a black guy. You know, that's all yeah. they know. Yeah. And at the end, and he said, and Jim pulls Bert aside. I said, look, man, at the end of the night, these guys, they're going to be so drunk. It, they're mm-hmm. going to be embarrassingly drunk. And that's what they watched them do. These world famous people are so they're they're doing a drunk that you and I have those in our college days, blackout drunks, you know, mm-hmm. and you talk about it later. Go, that's why I quit drinking kind of thing. And yeah. that's what these politicians do every night. Yeah. And some of birds. them were
1: famous for it.
0: Teddy yes. Kennedy. Oh yeah. yeah. Famous yeah. for it. Yeah. Right. And, and it, back then it was funny. It was kind of Otis, the town drunk. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah real funny. Anyway, But Bert wrote about it in his book, you know, and it was just kind of interesting. And then to watch James Brown over his career, and you remember being a a liberal Democrat, but he had a real focus on, yes, he was pushing liberal politics and the Democrat Party, but it's because of what the Democrat Party represented to minorities that were in the the community. The Republicans have, have done way more than the Democrats have for people in general. They've done more for minorities than Democrats have done. Because the Democrats talk about it that Republicans actually do it. A lot of okay. people in Republican politics have been involved in the community. And Jim Brown realized that, you know, and he, you know, granted he passed away recently, but in the last year, but he went, and I remember you and I played the audio. It was after the 2016 election and um, uh, Trump was meeting people at his towers in New York. And Jim Brown was one of the people who went to see him you know, between the election and the inauguration. And the reporter with CNN was like, why would you meet with him? why and jim was like well he's you know he's the president he's going to be the president for the entire nation not just one party i wanted to see what he had to say about it and he said you know what i'm excited i'm mm. excited about this guy being president yeah and it was the the the, the cnn person lost it they're you know, you're a news person you're a news person and you lost it because he told the truth of you asked him what he thought you asked him for his feelings and you're mad that he didn't give you the party line yeah. because he actually spoke the truth. That was when I, I'm going to be honest, man, I can respect anybody that does that, that has an open mind to actually I, listen to people. You know, I don't agree with liberal politics, Mark, but you know what? I'm sure there are a couple of Democrats out there that are Democrats because their dad was, or their mom was, or somebody yeah. they loved was. Yeah. And you know, they're not really, you not really in that they just, you know, they are that because they think the Republicans are all racist, rich people. Yeah. And that's what they've been told. But anyway, I just, Jim Brown doing that when he came out that day, I was like, wow,
1: good for yeah. him. You yeah. Know? It's good. They for should him. All be, yeah. yeah. And, and see back to CNN. Yeah. yeah. We see where they are now eight years later, yeah. you know, <laughs> because they've decided yeah. that they should lecture the world on, you know, on what they should wow. be. Typical leftism. You know, you, you yeah. lecture everybody. It's a religion. Yeah. You know, you preach, you preach your religion to the lost. And, <laughs> And oddly enough, in this religion, wow. they would like to see you bumped off if you don't agree with them.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Well, you know what? The
0: 2024 election is going to be here very soon. Yeah. Uh, if uh, I think the people of the United States see the idea of uh, keeping Trump off the ballot as a legitimate thing. I think they, they've they been convinced that. Cause I actually have real fear that, you know, Donald Trump would not uh, I have real fear that they will do anything they can. Oh, they will. Ban. They will, and that bothers me because I I don't see you know. It bothers you know, me I, because I don't know what the what's Plan B. You know, I've been is saying there a this, Plan B?
1: I've been saying this since, and you know, we were, we've been covering Trump and everything since the yeah. beginning of it, and I've been saying this since he was elected. Uh, one, he they were going to make it, the country ungovernable. They were going to make it impossible for him to be the president and they were going to do everything they could to keep him from being reelected and it didn't, and, and everything they could, I didn't know how deep they would go, but now we're seeing how deep they will go. Yeah. You know, they can't kill him because he's, (laughs) you know what I mean? They, I have a feeling that they would if they could, but they can't because of the fact that he's such a public figure. And you know, Jamie everybody's Huffer's paying very that. close <laughs> attention to him. And it, and if something happens, if there's some unfortunate accident, enough people are going to say, hey, yeah, you know, I think it'll be obvious. Have,
0: yeah. They would have to go the, non, uh, the non-slick the non route. They'd have to go the parade shot. You know, it has to be something that yeah. wouldn't be an accident. It would have to yeah. be a full-on overthrow, which...
1: Yeah, and they, there would be there would be some sniper who takes him out and then they would yeah. then then CNN and the rest of the leftist media would say a right wing idiot yes. shot the president.
0: It, you know what? He had himself <laughs> killed because he knew it would get him elected. <laughs> we'll leave you with that. Yeah, have a great weekend.
1: We never walked on the moon. Ilbaz ain't dead, you ain't going crazy, it's all in your head.